0: Welcome to this week's Planet Shakers podcast. We've got three brand new single releases available for you to listen to on your favourite streaming platform. Praise On It and You Have My Heart by Planet Shakers as well as L-O-V-E by Planet Boom. Go check it out. Now for today's podcast. And the title of my message I've entitled Living Higher, which is really God saying, I want you to move into a place. I want you to permanently move. I don't know if you've ever been to someone's apartment on a high floor. And you thought, wow, this is amazing. But it's a visitation. God wants a habitation. He's inviting you to bring your stuff with you. Get into the elevator of His presence and go to a place that you normally only visit. And He's saying, move in with me. Move in with me. Believe that this is not just your Sunday. This is not just your conference. This is your daily bread. This is your weekly experience. This is how you live. I am the air you breathe. You know, when I lived in Malaysia, well, I still do. My family there right now, Jemima and the boys, probably watching online. Um, They advised us to live in a high apartment because in Malaysia, the mozzies are terrible. And the logic is the higher you live, the mozzies can't survive at a high altitude. So we lived at floor 33A, which is another word for saying 34, because where's my Malaysian Chinese at? We don't do four, we do 3A. 1, two, three, 3, a 5, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13A, 13 15, 16. It's like one of those games, if you say four, you're out. <laughs> so we live at 33A. We did, we're now at 13A. We went down a little bit, but we lived for years at 33A. And, and you know, the view's different at 33A. The vantage is different, the piece is different. And God wants you to not just visit 33a, He wants you to live at a level where the mozzies can't bite you. Where the same things that nagged you in 2023 will die in the altitude because you live high. And that's what His presence is. See, He is the most high. He is the highest high. There's something about God's presence that everything finds its level. And what the challenge with me, challenge with us is, we all love the presence of God but the problem is if we reduce it to a service or to a moment. God wants you to walk in His presence, live in His presence, wake up in His presence, go to sleep in His presence. His presence, see it's one day we get to heaven but right now heaven is available on earth. If you and I would accept the invitation to not just walk higher or experience higher but to live higher, someone say live higher. Look at your neighbour, say move a dress. Tell them we're moving today. And the language of the Scripture is filled with this. We're called to say, Lord, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you read the Scripture, Isaiah the prophet says, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength, they will rise up, they will mount up with wings. It's this imagery of height. I love the image of an eagle. And when you think of an eagle, an eagle soars effortlessly. And when you see an eagle soaring, there's something about it that is so peaceful. There's no flapping, there is no striving. This is meant to be the invitation God gives you that this is where you live. It doesn't mean there's no storms. It doesn't mean there's no trials. But God's saying, listen, you have access because of Jesus to a realm and a level that you did not have access to. The worst thing to do is to be a Christian on ground floor throwing up prayers to us. This guy's saying, gee, I hope he answers this one. He's saying, no, why don't you sit at my right hand? Why don't you sit in heavenly places? Look at what Ephesians 2 says. Ephesians 2 says, he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus you're sitting right here in Melbourne but we're all seated in heavenly places and the thing about heavenly places is it doesn't mean you're of no earthly good. You can still be practical, you can still be dealing with everything you've got to deal with, but you start the day with, God, I'm living at 33A. I'm not visiting. See, we have visitors come to our house and they get in the lift, they, get, they go up, and they go, wow, this is amazing. And then they go back to their normal lives on ground floor. I, on the other hand, live at a high level. Every now and then I come down to the ground floor, meet with mortals, talk to humans, say, hey everyone, yeah, it's good to, good to see you at your level. And then I get back in the lift and go back to my level. And the question is, where do you live? Not where do you visit? I, I it used to, one of the hardest questions for me to answer when people ask me all the time, say, so where's home? And I couldn't tell them, am I a Malaysian who visits Australia or am I an Australian? who visits Malaysia cuz we literally spend our life half an in each and it used to be a frustrating question where's home i don't know let me ask you a question spiritually where's home not where's your eternal home we know that hopefully where's home now which realm shapes your values? Which realm shapes your thinking? Does earth shape how you respond? Or does heaven shape how you respond? Does earth shape how you behave? Or does heaven shape how you behave? Does earth shape how you worship? Or does heaven shape how you worship? Which is home? I know we're, here's the truth, we're pilgrims, we're visiting this planet, we're visiting, we're walking through. I didn't come from here and I'm not going here i'm merely a pilgrim on a journey and i have brought a realm with me because jesus said it is at hand you can walk with me you can talk with me sit at my right hand i've caused you to be higher than the problems in your family i've caused you to be greater than the struggles in your business i've caused you to be above the economics and the government and the issues and the struggles live like one who lives at 33A, we're moving a dress. Someone say, we're moving. See, that's the problem. We just visit and God wants you to move there. He wants you to move. It's a mindset. Do you know Jesus came to earth? He came from heaven down to earth and He preached a message. He said, repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Look at your neighbour say, Repent. Say like a prophet, repent, point the bony finger at him. Now, listen, people think that, oh no, what did I do? I come to the front, crying on an altar call. That's part of it. But the word repent actually means to turn around, to have a change of mind. And in the Greek, in the Hebrew, it's amazing. But in English, just stick with English for a second. I'm a fan of English. Repent. Some people are much smarter. They're coming to preach a conference. I'll tell you the English version of repent. Repent. Re means to go back. Whenever you, the prefix re, return, revert, reverse, means to go back. Pent is the prefix for top. The penthouse in any apartment is the top house. When you say my anger was so pent up, it was at the top level. So the word repent in English literally means to go back, re, to the top. To go back to the top to get in the lift and go back to the top floor. Because when you truly repent, the Kingdom of Heaven is within your reach. What does it mean to go back to the top? It means you sit where God sits, you see what God sees, you say what God says, and you hear what God hears. Your perspective is different. You know, really to live higher, to live higher means to have God's perspective on everything. One of the best stories of a shift in address that I can see is in the life of Peter. And Peter, towards the end of his life, we find a story in Acts chapter 12. And in Acts chapter 12, he, we, we read, let's just read this story. This is pretty amazing for reasons you might not understand yet, but let me explain. Now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. So James is dead, Peter is now in prison. It was during the days of unleavened bread, so when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night, Peter was was sleeping. I want you to pay attention to that. Peter was He was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Just picture what it must be like to be Peter right there. His best friend James was just killed by the sword. If you find out now by text, your phone goes off, your best friend just got murdered. You're probably in shock, you're probably in deep grief And that's Peter's state of mind. Then on top of the grief, he's captured because Herod goes, well, that went well, let's get another one of these guys. Captures Peter. Peter's now grieving, in shock, now captive. And he was next. Spoiler alert, a story to his life doesn't end there because the church prayed for him. An angel opens the door and Peter escapes. But he didn't know that at the time. So Peter's in that space thinking, I'm grieving, I'm shocked, I'm fearful, I'm scared. If you knew tonight was the last night of your life, you're probably not sleeping well. You're probably wide awake saying, who do I need to talk to? I want want my loved ones around me. And guess what? He didn't have any loved ones, he had his enemies. He had four squads of soldiers surrounding him. So think of being Peter for a second. You've had a bad day, think of Peter. You had a bad 2023? Think of Peter. He's grieving, he's in shock, he's got fear, he's got anxiety, and he's now uncomfortable because he's not in bed. He's in prison, locked in chains between guards. And he's sleeping. What sort of grace, what sort of rest? What sort of perspective did Peter have who was going through the worst human combination, a cocktail of emotions and circumstances that you wouldn't wish on your enemy and he's resting between two guards? This is the same Peter who many years earlier, when the weather was bad on a boat ride with Jesus, Jesus is in the boat, no enemies, disciples are in the boat, the weather was bad, no one died. And he's going, God, we can't do this, we're gonna drown. And he's panicking way back then over bad weather. How much did Peter grow in his faith and in his life that now in a storm that is worse than a natural storm, in the worst of emotions and possibilities, He's not screaming, he's sleeping. He watched Jesus sleep in that storm and thought, man, this, guy, this guy's different. It's a storm and he's at rest, he's not stressed. And yet something rubbed off on Peter. I dare say that his mindset shifted, he changed address is the language I like to use, because he's the one who wrote the verse I'm about to read for you from 1 Peter 1.18. This is Peter's words which must be reflected in the story we just read. And this is what 1 Peter 1.18 says in the, the Message Translation. I love that version. It says, Your life is a journey. You must travel with a deep consciousness of God. Your life is a journey. You must travel with a deep, deep consciousness of God. The implication is you can travel through life with a shallow consciousness, a Sunday consciousness, a conference consciousness, an Easter consciousness. No, no, no. And not just this week you travel with the deep consciousness of God. Your life, your life, your entire life, you can move here. You don't just have to live here. My life is best travelled. I must travel with the deep consciousness of God. And if I'm conscious of God deeply, it means My awareness of His presence dwarfs my awareness of your presence. My awareness of His presence dwarfs the awareness of insecurity, of fear, of issues, of... Whatever it is that is gripping you, Peter's advice, because he did it in his own life, is make sure your life is a journey you travel with a deep consciousness of God. See, when you live higher, when you go higher into His presence, It's another analogy for going deeper in His presence, the same thing. It's like, God, I thank You that I, I want to live 2024 so conscious of You. I want to live 2024 so mindful that You are with me every step of the way. It wouldn't matter what happens to me. I feel Your nearness. When Stephen the Apostle got stoned in in the book of Acts, everyone was mad. The one with the most peace was the one dying in the moment. Because it doesn't matter the circumstance, I want to get to the place where I have got the presence of God. We all carry stress. Maybe it's your studies or your work or your family, whatever it is. We carry pressure and burden, but there's nothing like being more conscious of God than the, than the situation. And, and this week, just move higher. Say, God, I'm changing a dress I'm unashamedly changing address. dress. I don't want to hit every new year and go through the same challenge, the same drama, the same problem, the same issue. Go f- wait for the same speaker to give me the same prophecy, to give me the same deliverance, to get the same. And just nothing's changing. I'm at ground floor recycling my problems. Get in the lift and come up higher. Get in the lift and say, God, I thank you. Nothing's going to touch me. Do you know, when you change address, dress, you have to let, know. You have to let the post office know, the electrical service know, the water service know. Tonight let the people know. Let hell know, let heaven know, let your family know, I'm changing address. Don't send mail to ground floor. I don't live there anymore. I live at a higher place. I live at His right hand. Oh I've got challenges but I live at 33A. I'm seeing things from another level. I'm gonna make a choice that this is where I start. And when I mess up and I go to ground floor I just get back in the lift of His presence and come back we will all mess up we will all get to G every now and then during the pandemic we were so grounded Jemima and I went crazy but we decided to do something different we caught a helicopter just for a 20 minute ride just to feel like we could be in the air again because for two years we were stuck at home and we, we caught a helicopter ride and it drove, uh, he flew over the coast of Perth. And the helicopter's amazing because you can see, you're not so high that you can't see the detail. I could recognise the convention centre, Oh, that's where we meet, there's the restaurants, oh yeah, I know There's King's Park. You can see it, but it's not so low that you're caught in the detail. You know, God wants you to live at a level where you can still see everything that's going on around you, but you're not caught in the detail. But the highlight of this whole trip was the pilot. He was so excited when we flew over the coast especially. He was like mocking the sharks. In Perth, we have sharks. And uh, on the East Coast, I don't know what you have over here, but over there, it's not, it's not good. But he, this pilot was so happy. He's like, Ha, ah, those sharks, they can't get us up here. And he's mocking the sharks from the helicopter. Like, can't get get us here now. (laughs) Like he's laughing from the helicopter at the sharks. I don't think the sharks could even hear him. But he was just having a great time all by himself. And it's so true. You can laugh from a higher altitude at things that are not funny at ground zero. In His presence, there is fullness of... Joy. Joy isn't always I'm happy about everything. It's just I've got a peace. It's Peter sleeping between guards thinking he's about to die. It's you facing a challenge and saying, God, I'm not gonna keep living in fear. I I love responding to altar calls, but God, today I'm moving address. I'm shifting my address to 33A because I wanna start every day with You. You know, every morning, get up, Say, thank you, Jesus. I start at a high level. I repent. I go back to the top. Don't wait till you sin to repent. Repent before. Which sounds weird. I thought you repent after you sin. Yes, I know what you mean. But I'm saying, if it literally means to go back to the top, you know, real repentance happens that way. When you start to see life from 33a, it'll change the way, number one, you see yourself. You'll see yourself completely different. You don't look like the same person. I remember years ago I went to a Youth Alive rally, and uh, I brought a friend, and this was really awkward for me because I'm—I love God's presence, but I, when 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 people are not Christian, come with me, I'm a little clamped, and I'm like, oh man, because I'm trying to impress him. But really, it was the way I saw myself. See, I grew up very shy, very timid, and I'd see myself like a grasshopper, like in Numbers thirteen where they talk about grasshoppers. I'd see myself like that, and and you know, honestly. I was more. I did not travel with a deep consciousness of God. I had a deep consciousness of my friend, and probably a shallow consciousness of God. So my whole worship was different that night. I actually brought him because I wanted him to get saved. The preacher preached, and said, "Okay, close your eyes." And he didn't respond, and I felt a bit down. But then after that, they had this time of worship where normally at the Alive, all the people would go to the front and worship, and I didn't want to go because I had my friend laying next to me. And he said, and you know, so I was caught, I was torn. I was conscious of God, but I was way more conscious of Him. I, the, way I, the way I saw myself was like so small. And you know, Lane said something to me, my non-Christian friend, as we were standing at the back, watching the Christians worship at the front. And I'm pretending like I'd do that, but I didn't really. I was looking cool next to my mate going, eh, yeah. And Lane said, asked me a question, he said, Mark, isn't that what you normally do on Sundays? I was like, oh. oh, yeah, sometimes. In my head, it was like, don't deny Jesus, don't deny Jesus. Don't be like Peter, don't deny Christ. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, He knew I went to church, that's why he came with me. But he was surprised I, he, I was standing at the back with him when all the Christians were worshipping. So he goes, don't, isn't that what you normally do? I'm like, yeah, sort of, sort so of. Then he said the most profound thing, he said, Well, go on. Go go to the front and do what you do and then at the end, I'll wait here at the back and we go for a drink after. Oh. Oh, Okay. Don't be so pushy and just basically walk to the front, sheepish, thinking, oh my gosh, what just happened? And it dawned on me what just happened. The non-Christian told the Christian, to go and worship God. I'm like, he had a higher view of me than I had of me. And I had a way too high view of him, trying to impress people. And you know, sometimes if you travel through life with a deep consciousness of everyone else, you will feel so stretched, you will feel so torn, it'll change the way you see yourself. Some people are caught in the same sin over and over again. And it's not because you're not sorry when you get caught it's because you haven't seen yourself the way God sees you. Do you know if you see yourself the way God sees you? When you see yourself from ground floor, I'm nobody. I'm Gideon. I'm the least. I'm the weakest. I come from no. But when God says, "Look, mighty man of valor," how I see you as a warrior. How I see you is fearfully and wonderfully made. How I see you as not a foreigner, not a refugee, not a reject, not an insecure, timid, introvert. You are a mighty man of God. You are a daughter of the King. When you see yourself the way God sees you, you will rise. You will start to say, you know what? I'm better than that. I'm not going to get caught in that addiction. I'm not going to get caught in that conversation. I'm going to actually treat myself the way God would treat me. It will change everything it will change everything sometimes the key for people tonight you want an addiction broken in your life I want to declare to you it's not gonna happen just because you say sorry it's gonna happen because you start to see yourself the way God sees you you are better than that addiction you were made for more God says by my stripes you are healed my blood you are cleansed and today if you would see yourself as valuable, redeemed, chosen, accepted, forgiven, if you see yourself the way God sees you, you'll break that habit Some people say, sorry, God, sorry, God, sorry, God, sorry, God, sorry, God, sorry, God, sorry, God. God." And they think they're repenting. They're repeating. They're not repenting. Because repenting means to go back to the top and say, God, I'm not going to be the prodigal anymore living in the pig pen. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to realise that I have a father and my father has a house and I have food in his house. I'm going to start to see myself from 2024 different. I'm not going to see myself as weakest and least. I'm going to see myself as the head and not the tail apart and up beneath, specially crafted in the hand of God who's got every thought toward me for my good. Wow, that's my Father. It'll change the way you see yourself, it'll change the way you see others. When I think of the woman with the issue of blood who got healed touching the hem of his garment and Jesus looks at her and says, "'Daughter, your faith has healed you.'" He called her daughter. Jesus was not married, i remind you. He had no kids. And yet he called someone daughter. Some scholars think that she was older than Jesus. If I'm praying for an older lady, I'm not going daughter. I'm going auntie, especially for the Asians. <laughs> Grandma, whatever. Jesus calls her daughter. Why? Because he was a 33A. He saw her the way the father saw her. And the Father looked at her and said, that's my daughter. So Jesus goes, I live at 33A. You know, Jesus, the way He treated everybody was from 33A. He's being nailed to the cross. And as He's literally going into ground zero, in fact, below ground zero, He's saying, Father, forgive them. What sort of reaction? It's someone who's at ground zero but lives at 33A. He slept through storms, He forgave sinners, he healed lepers. He touched the unclean. He lived at a realm, at a level. I want to tell you in 2024, you can stay in a space and in His presence, He's going to unlock creativity. For some of you, ideas that you've been believing for. It's not just going to change the way you see yourself and others. In His presence, there will be a release of grace that you have longed for. You have searched in all the wrong places. But tonight, God says, Come up the lift and come to where I am and where I am there's fullness there's a buffet of grace and gift I have stored up so much for you if you would spend time in my presence instead of everyone else's presence you know as our church has got bigger and larger and more hard to handle I'm like God I just need you God I just need you it's your church it's your countries it's your cities God I just want to be at 33A and you know all of a sudden there's peace there's grace like an eagle soaring sit at my right hand I snuggle up to the Father and say God I'm your child help me to see myself different help me to see others different help me to see circumstances different help me to see circumstances different some of you have challenges tonight and tonight I'm believing with you that God would shift the mountain because that happens in His presence. I'm believing that God would cause the hills to melt like wax because the hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. But whatever you are facing, whatever you're going through, I specifically feel there are people here tonight with anxiety and the anxiety has troubled your sleep. And tonight we're gonna believe that you get in the lift of His presence and you go so high that the fog clears and everything becomes crystal clear. And I wanna encourage you, when when I tell you to repent, I want you to think from 2024 with a different meaning to that word. Repent before. Before you confront that person, repent. In other words, God, I go back to the top. Help me to see that person the way you see them and then talk to them. Before you write that email, repent. Or you'll have to repent after you write the email. Before you plan your budget for this year, before, how, God, how do you see my finances? I go back to the top. I repent and I wanna see what you see. Before I deal with my enemies, I repent. Before I start the day, I repent. I want to start at 33A and see everything different. There'll be peace. How I see people, how I see myself, how I see circumstances. You know, from ground zero, the buildings look massive. Your debt. Your problems, your fears, your issues. Tonight, the Lord wants to set some people free in a way that is so tangible you will leave lighter than which you came. But a part of this is a mindset because there are some people who are just addicted to someone else setting them free. And tonight, God's saying, You set yourself free. I've given you the key, I've given you access. Come up higher and see what I see. See what I see. You know, when I look at buildings from ground floor, when you look at the buildings, the building looks so intimidating. It looks so high. In fact, I've got a picture of the buildings if the guys wanna put that on. Look at it, it looks massive. It's like, wow. I don't know, that health challenge, that fear, that family member, that crisis, that addiction, that problem, from ground zero. Everything looks big. But from the helicopter, from the plane, the same building looks like this. 2024, I'm gonna soar like an eagle. There will be problems, there will be challenges, but I'm living in His presence. And in His presence, there's joy forevermore, there's power, there's peace, there's creativity, there's release. In His presence, circumstances look different. Peter went from being scared of a servant girl and denying Christ to dying as a martyr. There's a man who lived conscious of God. Peter went from cutting off soldiers' ears to sleeping between guards. There's a man conscious of what Jesus saw. Peter went from being scared in a storm to being fearless in a jail. What sort of change can God bring to your life this year? His presence is here. His goodness is here. You know, when I used to go home, I'd get in the lift and sometimes I'd embarrass my sons because I'd sing in the lift, especially when other people were in the lift, they really didn't like that. And I'd sing, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. I'd sing it really loudly. And Caleb would be like, oh man. But because to get to 33A takes a while. Sometimes you just gotta wait a while in the presence. If you you wanna get off early, you'll get to level three. You might get to level seven. You might get to level 12. But if you wanna wait in His presence, this week at conference, I encourage you, don't leave leave early. Stay in the lift. Stay in the lift. Stay in the lift. Even now, you can feel people, there's lightness coming off your shoulder. There's just weights dropping in His presence. Just weight in the lift. Psalm 110 says the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until your enemies become a footstool. Don't do this week like the past. Do this week with faith that you are in the presence of Almighty God and this time you're not just going to a high place you're moving there. Bring your stuff with you. Bring your clothes. Bring your gear. Bring your possessions and walk up and say I'm moving in. I'm moving higher because I am going to live from God's perspective. I'm going to repent. I'm going back to the top where I belong because I belong to the King and His Kingdom. Stay there until i might be. Oh man, I'm really struggling with that person. Just stay in his presence. Day one of conference. How are you feeling? Yeah, I still hate them. I don't want them to die, but I still hate them. Okay, we'll stay here. Stay in his presence until day two of conference. How are you feel now? Hmm. I just hope bad things happen to him, but you know nothing. Well, stay here. Don't leave. Stay here until. See, people are like, how many songs do we have to sing? How many minutes do we have to pray? How many services? No, 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 just until. 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 Stay here until. Sit at my right hand. Where does He sit? 33A. Sit at my right hand until. Make 24. 24 the until year make this the year that you wait in His presence until I didn't come to to wait at the bus stop I came to catch the bus I came to I came for I came to apprehend Him I didn't come just to do my devotions I didn't come because my leader told me to come I came because I want the presence of God in my life and I have an appetite for more I have a desire for more I have a longing for more I'm gonna sit at His right hand until is there anybody who here today that is hungry enough to say, God, whatever it takes, I will sit at your right hand until that which conquered me is under my feet. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that your faith was filled and you were encouraged. If you have any prayer requests or want to connect with us further, search for us on our social media at Planet Shakers. We'd love to hear from you.